Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode of Markets Daily is sponsored by CME Group. It's Tuesday, December 19th, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. My name is Noel Acheson, Coindesk collaborator and author of the Crypto is Macro Now newsletter on Substack. On today's show, we're talking about market moves, Bitcoin ETFs, interest rates, and more. So you don't miss an episode, be sure to follow the podcast on your platform of choice and turn on notifications. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Now, a markets roundup. After a few days of weakness, crypto markets are up today. According to Coindesk Indices, at 9am Eastern Time this morning, Bitcoin was up 3.6% over the past 24 hours, trading at $42,853. Ether was trading up 3% at $2,221. Elsewhere, Solana and Binance Coin are up 6%, Cardano is up 4%, the NEAR protocol token is up 12%. In Macro Matters today, we head over to Europe to look at its latest inflation data. This morning, we saw the Eurozone headline CPI come in softer than expected, but even more notable, it delivered the steepest month-on-month contraction since March of 2020, just as the pandemic was freezing global trade and European countries were imposing strict lockdowns. The Eurozone headline CPI and core CPI both dropped 0.6% in November. In the case of the headline inflation, this was a revision downward from the preliminary figure announced at the end of last month. On an annual basis, headline inflation in the Eurozone is now down to 2.4%, with core at 3.6%. If you're wondering why I say Eurozone and not European Union or EU, It's because the aggregate inflation data only includes those countries that use the euro. Not all EU countries do. Back to the inflation results. This matters for the outlook for European interest rates. Yesterday, European central bank policymaker Yanis Stornaras said in a Meteor interview, and I quote, We need to see inflation sustainably below 3% by the middle of the year before cutting rates. End quote. 
It's not the number that is startling, because November is the second consecutive month with headline inflation below 3%. It's the insistence on waiting until the middle of the year before deciding. This suggests that the ECB is not confident that inflation will stay low. In other words, it seems to be worried that it could tick up again. Contrast this to the euphoria in US markets based on the assumption that the Fed has totally won the inflation battle and rate cuts are coming soon. The ECB stance is especially worrying since economic activity in Europe is dropping sharply. Last week, we saw the Eurozone Purchasing Managing Index data contract for the seventh consecutive month, making this the sharpest slump in this metric since 2012, if we exclude pandemic data. In yesterday's episode, I talked about the US Purchasing Managing Index, which showed a net increase in activity in November. And yet markets expect the US to start lowering rates before Europe. Something isn't adding up. In stocks, the main indices were more muted yesterday as Fed officials are pushing back on the assumption that US rate cuts are imminent. The S&P 500 rose half a percent, Nasdaq climbed six-tenths, and the Dow Jones was largely flat. Futures today are pointing to a flat opening. In Europe, the FTSE 100 was up half a percent yesterday, with the German DAX down seven-tenths and the broader Eurostock 600 down three-tenths. So far today, the main European indices are slightly positive. In Asia, Japan's Nikkei index dropped six-tenths of a percent as the Bank of Japan kept interest rates unchanged and pledged to keep them low without saying for how long. The Shanghai Composite Index fell four-tenths, while the Hang Seng lost 1%. In commodities, oil prices are still climbing as tensions mount in the Red Sea. In yesterday's trading session, the Brent crude benchmark gained 1.8%, and so far this morning is climbing a further half a percent to trade at $78.44 a barrel. The gold price is holding steady at around $2,030 per ounce. Stay with us. After the break, we're going to look at a couple of intriguing ETF updates. CME Group cryptocurrency futures and options provide market-leading liquidity for Bitcoin and Ether trading. Participate in the Crypto Classic Trading Challenge from December 10th through December 15th for the chance to win cash prizes. Compete against your peers while test driving your crypto strategies in a risk-free simulated environment. Visit cmegroup.com slash crypto classic to find out more. This communication is not directed to investors of any specific jurisdiction or to recipients based in jurisdictions in which distribution is not permitted. It cannot be considered investment advice or results of market experience. Past results are not indicative of future performance. Trading derivatives products involves the risk of loss. Please consider it carefully. Full disclaimer included in show notes. Welcome back. In this section... It's time for an ETF update because there have been a couple of interesting developments. We're starting to see the first ads for the spot Bitcoin ETFs. If you've been on X, formerly known as Twitter, at all over the past day, you'll know which one I'm talking about. This tells us two things. One is that the issuers must be pretty confident that approval is around the corner to have invested in marketing so soon. And another is that... Since the funds all hold the same asset and there's not much difference between them, 
success in attracting investors will depend on the fees and on marketing. But wait, they're not all the same. Yesterday, a new entrant entered the Bitcoin Spot ETF race. ESG-focused fund manager 7RCC filed a prospectus for a Spot Bitcoin ETF. Yes, an ESG-focused fund manager wants to list a product linked to the price of Bitcoin, the asset that just a few years ago we were told was going to destroy the planet. The fund will hold a mix of Spot Bitcoin and carbon credit futures so it's not a pure spot Bitcoin vehicle. But if this gets approved, the US would have its first ESG-packaged listed Bitcoin-linked fund. This could be positive for the industry in two ways. It puts the Bitcoin story in front of ESG investors that still struggle to understand that Bitcoin mining is a net plus for environmental efforts. After all, it supports the construction of renewable grids by acting as an industrial swing consumer that can co-locate anywhere. And it helps fossil fuel producers mitigate methane emissions. Those are just two of the many ways. But some investors might still like to have a carbon offset. The second way this new type of fund could help the market is by introducing more variety to the Bitcoin spot ETF range. We are likely to see more funds emerge that propose to include spot Bitcoin in their mix rather than as the principal asset. Contrast this with the last bout of ETF excitement back in 2021 when the options available were Bitcoin futures funds or Bitcoin futures funds. With such little difference between the available products, it's understandable that flows were concentrated in the largest BITO which today accounts for almost 85% of all current Bitcoin ETF assets under management. This time, there's likely to be a much wider variety, and investors like choice. What's more, with a broader range of options for investors to choose from, and a broader range of investment strategies that include a Bitcoin component, Bitcoin is more likely to become less of a novel asset and more of an established portfolio diversifier. In other words, the launch of spot Bitcoin ETFs could end up helping to broaden the Bitcoin investor base by even more than we originally thought. And with this, we could soon be witness to a big step forward in the maturation of crypto markets. Thanks for listening. That's it for today's show. For more crypto podcasts, check out the Coindesk Podcast Network. You can reach us at podcasts at coindesk.com, follow us, and if you like the show, please leave us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Markets Daily is produced and edited by Eleanor Paul, with executive production by Jared Schwartz. I'm Noel Atchison for Coindesk. We're back tomorrow with more market news and insights.